thank you for joining us here on Brit David Podcast for the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Convictional Decisions, from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 through 39. You will not always be applauded for living a life of biblical convictions, not even among the brethren. But according to Hebrews 10, God will be pleased as you do His will. And wouldn't we rather have a life that pleases God rather than others, rather than self even? It will take convictional decisions. Here's Pastor Tim. Look at the very next verse. Look at verse 36. There you'll find another word. It's the word endurance. He says, you have need of endurance. Your Bible translation may say patient or patience. Regardless of how it's translated, you need that ingredient. You need that ingredient of steadfastness, constancy, the ability to persevere even when it gets hard. If you make convictional decisions, then be sure of this, you're going to be tested. You're going to be challenged on those things. All right, so let's go back to this conviction of church attendance, all right, that you see there in Hebrews 10.25. Imagine you're kid comes to you and says, Dad, the Reds are playing in Atlanta on Sunday. Can we go? But Dad, it's only once a year. Dad, it's only one Sunday. Dad, we go to church all the time. Can't we miss just this once? Anybody in here wonder how I know those things have been said? <laughs> you know what else gets said? It's just one drink. It's just one smoke. It's just one pill. It's just one injection. You know what else gets said? It's not really sex if we're careful. It's not, it's not really bad if you don't go all the way. What gets said is, if you love me, then you would fill in the blank. Sometimes people will say things like, it's not really a baby, it's just fetal tissue. You need to have a biblical conviction on those things. And what he's saying in verse number 36 is, he says it specifically, you have need of endurance. Because the culture that you live in is going to make you feel like a fool for having those convictions. It seems foolish to the world to say if you go to church 51 Sundays, you miss one for a personal reason, then it's just okay. The world tells us that these things are okay as we feed our flesh. God's Word says it's not okay. It's not okay to feed your flesh. 
navigators had such a great example of these things as they talked about a, a black dog and a white dog. You got two dogs, but you only have one measure of a meal. If those dogs get in a fight with one another, you know who's going to win? The dog that gets fed. You feed your flesh. And you better believe it. When temptation comes, your flesh will win. But you feed your spirit. You feast on God's Word. You spend time with God's people. You spend your time in obedience to God. When those temptations come, now you have something. You have a real resource. You have a real strength that comes from Him that you can endure. So persevere. You need confidence. But He also says you have need of endurance. Let me give you one more word. Third degree ingredients in verse number 39. It is the word believe. Not just head knowledge, but to be convinced, to be persuaded that this is a truth that you can give yourself to. Paul wrote to young Timothy and he said this, For this reason, I also suffer these things not easy, is it? Not easy to maintain your convictions, especially around those who don't share them. Paul said, for this reason I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that He is able to keep what I have committed to Him until that day. It's that kind of belief that leads to living by biblical convictions. Three ingredients. You could call them courage, continuation, and certainty. The Bible just uses the words endurance, belief, and confidence. Those are things that you need. Question number three. What is the intent of biblical convictions? Is the intent just to be different? Is it just to swim upstream against the tide of the culture? No, that's not the point. But be sure of this, it's going to happen. And sometimes, I heard somebody say this week, sometimes we, we feel like in that uh, swimming against the tide, we feel like the broad way that leads to destruction is this big broad path and everybody's going in this direction. And then over here on the side is a narrow path. And those few are trying to come this way. <laughs> That's not the picture at all. There is one way of life. One way and the majority of people are headed this away on that road. You're not off to the side in your own lane. You're right in the middle of it. Swimming upstream. Going against the flow. Going against those who would bump into you to try to turn you, to try to persuade you, to use peer pressure or whatever is necessary. 
The intent is not to be odd. But the end result will be. And to be thought that way. So what, what is the point? Why is living with biblical convictions important? All right, it's right here in our passage. Look, if you will, in verse number 36. This is the intent. He says, so that after you have, here it is, after you have done the will of God, the intent is obedience. The intent is obedience. The world will tell you that success in life is measured in dollars and cents. Success in life is is determined by degrees that you've earned. It's, It's by the toys that you have. It's by the happiness with which you go through life. Success is obedience to God. Nothing more, nothing less. Success is obedience to God. In obedience to God, the Bible says all these other things can be added to you. You have to worry about those things. You seek Him first. You obey Him. And what you discover is is that those biblical convictions that are opposed to doubt and skepticism and cynicism and disobedience, it's simply... Those things disappear. My conviction leads me to obedience because it gives me a footing when those things arise. My intent throughout my life is to be obedient to God. You discover what is God's will for your life. Where does He want you to go? What does He want you to do? Who does He want you to be with? How does He want you to live? You begin to discover the answers to those questions and you will find God's will right in the midst of it and your determination is to obey. I want to obey God more than anything else. Did you know that even in the midst of our biblical conviction to say that we're going to join ourselves together, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better. It's the intent. Let me give you one more question. What is the incentive of biblical convictions? You know, why... I see that it's important, I see what it is, but why would I want to do that? Why would I want to live upstream when it's so much easier to just follow the crowd? If you'll notice the last couple of words in verse number 35, you'll find that he says, there is a, what, a great reward. There is a great reward For those who live a life of biblical conviction. A benefit to gain. Not only does it make it easier to make hard decisions. 
but it comes with great reward. So the writer of Hebrews admonishes us right there. He says, look at verse number 35, he says, Do not cast away your confidence. The word that he uses for cast away is a word that would mean like if I were to take off my jacket and just simply throw it off to the side. Don't take your confidence, one of those ingredients of conviction. Don't just cast that aside as if it's nothing. As if your biblical convictions don't matter. Don't throw them away. Instead, what he's saying is keep your courage. Act on those convictions. There is great incentive. There is great reward. So what is it? Look at the end of verse number 36. If, yours, if your Bible's like mine, the verse 36 finishes with a little colon, right? So he says, after you've done the will of God, this benefit, this reward of obedience is what? That you may receive the promise. And he's got that colon there. What's that tell you? It tells you that what's about to follow is the promise. This is the promise. This is the reward, the benefit, the incentive. Those next two verses, verses 37 and 38, are two verses from the book of Habakkuk in your Old Testament. So after you've done the will of God, what might you receive? He says, for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and not tarry. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. It's just a little while. Just a little while longer that you're in this world. Just a little while longer. Will the temptations persist just a little while longer? You have to endure. Just a little while longer to swim against the tide. But the one who's coming, Jesus, He will come. You can be assured of that. He's not tarrying. He's not saying, let me let Tim squirm just a little while longer, and then I'll go get him. He's not doing that. He's not tearing. He is waiting on the Father's timing. When the Father says go, Jesus is coming back. And so what about the meantime? In verse 38, he begins by saying now. What about now? What about before he comes? While it seems as if he is still tarrying, what do we do now? The just, who is that? That's you. That's every man, every woman, every boy, every girl who's given their, their heart to Jesus, who's placed their faith there, who is living a life, that, like he says, of biblical conviction and obedience. They have been justified by God. They are the just. And what are they doing? They are living by faith. They say they believe. They've trusted in Christ. They say that they believe God's Word. They say that they believe that God's Word is sufficient and authoritative for every part of their life. So live that way. That's what he's saying. Live that way then. 
And don't be like this. But if anyone draws back, if anybody says, oh, you know, living by those convictions, that's, that's a little much for me. I mean, I don't want to lose my friends. I don't want to, I don't want to look like a square. I don't want to, I don't want to be ridiculed. I'm just going to, I'm going to ease off of it. I mean, I know I have a conviction about not eating the king's delicacies or tasting his wine. But, you know, I won't sit here and I, you know, I'll, I'll eat a little bit. But most of it, I'll just kind of rearrange on my plate so it looks like I've been eating. If the biblical conviction is about prayer, it's not the person who says, well, I'm not going to pray where anybody can see me. I'm going to sit at the lunch table at school and bow my head and close my eyes and pray over my food. I, I can do that at home when I'm with my family. Biblical conviction says don't draw back. If there's reward, there's also a recompense for those who do. What's he say? My soul. Who's, who's that? Who's he talking about? That's God, isn't it? He says, my soul has no pleasure in him. I don't believe that there's one person in this room who would say, I don't want to please God with my life. I think everybody in this room wants to please God with their life then don't draw back. If God has given you a conviction, you stand on that conviction, no matter what. This example is not even close to what you need, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. It's the best one I got. And it stays in line with what we said. So, for years... My dad has always taken me to Atlanta when the Reds come to town. Not on Sunday, but any other time we go. I always wear my Reds gear. I wear my hats. I wear now my shoes. I wear, I wear everything. And I'm a jerk too, you know, when I'm there. And I'm surrounded by Braves fans everywhere. There ain't no Braves fan like somebody I know. You know who you are. In my face. <laughs> Making fun of me. It doesn't make me do the tomahawk chop. It doesn't make me cheer for them. It doesn't even make me just kind of clap even when they pull off a good play. Why? Because my loyalty is in one place. When it comes to more serious matters, I don't have to think long and hard about those things that God's given me personal biblical convictions about. Because my loyalty lies in one place. And that's in Him. He 
If you, if you were to add a fifth question, then here's the question. Where does your loyalty lie? I can't answer that one for you, but you can. Maybe today you need to come to the altar and just simply say, God, this is an issue that I'm going through. I need a conviction concerning that. I need something from your word about that. Maybe you come to me, maybe you go to a friend and say, listen, this is what I'm going through. What do you think God says about that? And then discover it out of his word. Maybe you need to give your heart to Jesus. That's where it begins. Maybe you need to put your life in our church, to join our church. Maybe you need to follow him in some act of obedience. Whatever it is, let's do it today, right? Make that decision today, and the other decisions will follow. Let's stand together where you are. Jesus, I want to pray for every person in this room. Every person. First of all, every person who has already decided that they're going to follow you no matter what. Pray that you give them courage. Pray that you give them endurance. Pray that you give them faith. Father, for those who have yet to give their heart to you, I pray that they would do that today. That today is the day that they say yes to Jesus. Father, for every person in here, bless us to the tune of obedience. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you need to come, come. Show them. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Brit David Podcast. And he would like to invite you to check out our past messages here in our Brit David Podcast library. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.